We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just let me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome to an all-new episode of... Hey, audience, is this light blue or is this gray? Because that's a gray hat. That is dark gray, and this is light blue. That's a gray hat. Anyway, what color is that? Red. Okay, so you're not fully idiotic. You might want to point it towards the camera, at least, so they know okay, what that, I was look, pointing at. Okay, it's red. All right, so today on Come On Down, the game show podcast hosted by me, John Baker. And me, Jonathan Montney. We don't even introduce ourselves every episode. We, we Why would we? Because the same five people tune in every episode, they know who we are. So this week, we're going to be talking about getting lucky. We're going to be talking about... Not that kind of getting lucky. Press your luck. Mm. <laughs> Big money, no whammies. Big bucks. Big bucks. No whammies. Big bucks. Which I get, I know where that's from now. I have heard that a couple times. I never knew what it what, meant. What, the no whammies thing? No you whammies, no whammies, no whammies. But you were the one who said that we should do this show. Yeah, because it was on a list of some of the best game shows. <laughs> okay. All right. I just assumed you were familiar with it. Not entirely. Got it. Okay. So uh, before we hop in, we've got a sponsor that you just sent me. That we're going to talk about now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read it. Our sponsor today comes from the impressive line of Hasbro board games. Millennials might be familiar with the popular Don't Wake Daddy game. Players take the role of children, sneaking to the refrigerator late at night, trying not to wake their sleeping father. Hasbro updated the game to bring it into the current era. And now players read phrases from cards to their extremely woke father and tiptoe around the offensive landmines now scattered across the field of our society. God, I can't wait to hear what I'm gonna have to say in this one. Players roll six-sided dice, each with six beige dots. So no player experiences an unfair roll. Then players select cards and read the phrases to daddy. So here we go. Some of the phrases might be, I went to the supermarket yesterday and a human said hello to me. Now, do you think that would upset Woke Daddy, or can the conversation continue uninterrupted? That's clearly a Woke statement. Incorrect. You enraged Woke Daddy. The statement was said is in English, which is not inclusive to all cultures. Got it. Another game phrase is, my cleaner is a dirty Mexican. <laughs> For sure, that will enrage Woke Daddy. Wrong. Because she is a cleaning lady that gets dirty and an immigrant from Mexico, this phrase is literal and factual. You are actually racist for thinking otherwise, and you would have to go back zero spaces. <laughs> the game is a great wokeness educator, and no one loses, so everyone wins. While well, Come On Down listeners will receive... No. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I did read that incorrectly. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you pointed that out. Not a while. White Come On Down listeners will receive 0% off, and all other ethnicities receive 90% off. Don't Woke Daddy, available at all Walmart stores that pay their employees $15 an hour. Wow. That's... Not as bad as you thought, correct? Uh, yeah, I guess it could have been worse. It could have been way worse. Yeah. The sponsor could have been much meaner. It could have, it could have been much meaner, yeah. So that's Don't Woke Daddy. 
Like we mentioned, though, today we're talking about something that I think changed the world. <laughs> the whole, really? The better. Luck itself or this game show? Both. Okay. Luck of the Irish. That's a saying. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, it wasn't that long ago that it was St. Patrick's Day. That's right. And here's what happened on St. Patrick's Day. Ooh. Here's what happened two days before St. Patrick's Day. Hmm. March 15th. Hmm. The Ides of March, if you will. Maybe a bad day because of that. It's March 15th. And I say, ooh, you know what? It's St. Patrick's Day this week. Mm-hmm. I'm out and about. It's the late afternoon. You're out and about? Out and about. I was... Uh, at Arbor Hills Nature Preserve, okay. going on a little nature hike. Now I've got some context. I'm in, I'm invested. You now. know, so you work up a little appetite. You know, hiking around a nature preserve for a few miles, and I said, "Ooh, it is the middle of March. You know what I'm going to do? I'm excited about this. I'm going to go get a shamrock shake. Yuck! At McDonald's. Yuck! What do you mean yuck? I mean it's disgusting. It's a mint chocolate shake. How could it be? Disgusting? It gives me diarrhea. Everything gives you diarrhea. Okay, so yuck. Okay. So I'm going to go get a shamrock shake. This is going to be mm, chef's kiss delightful. <laughs> I go to McDonald's. Keep in mind, again, it's like three in the afternoon. Okay. And there's a long line at the drive-thru. All there for the sham? I can only assume. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, this is a long line. But you know what? I had my heart set on this shamrock shake for the last half hour. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I get to the ordering line, and I see on the menu, not only do they have a shamrock shake, They've got the Shamrock Oreo McFlurry. Whoa, whoa. And I love an Oreo McFlurry. Okay. So I'm thinking that this is the best of both worlds. I've got the mint. I've got the Oreos. I've got the ice cream. This is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And so I get up to the window. Oh, actually, my wife is in the driver's seat. And she says, can I get a medium Shamrock McFlurry? And they say, we don't have that. We only have shakes. And so she says, okay, can I get a shamrock shake then? And they said, we don't have that. We have other shakes though. (laughs) And she says, you don't have any of the shamrock stuff? And they said, no, we don't have those anymore. (laughs) Keep in mind, this is before St. Patrick's Day. Uh And this is the St. Patrick's Day specific menu item. Right. That they say, we don't have those anymore. <laughs> they as ran if it's out. out of season. As if it's not on the menu that I'm staring at right next to you. They ran right out to me. of the stuff. We First, don't have those anymore. Which other shake do you want? No other shake. Fuck you. I didn't come here for another shake. I came here for a shamrock shake. The thing that you've been pushing down my throat on your commercials. Mm-hmm. The thing that's on this, all these window clings right here. The thing that I'm staring at in big highlight on the menu right here. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. So we left and got nothing, and I was so fucking hungry. But out of principle, yeah. I couldn't get anything else. Right. Here is why I don't feel bad for you at all. Because you're a little bitch. You went to McDonald's to try and get an ice cream product. Mm-hmm. The, pers- the, the, the success rate of getting actual ice cream from any McDonald's in the world, in my opinion, is about 6%. So here's my question about this. Because what you've just said Mm -hmm. is a fairly well-known thing. There are jokes all the time about anytime you go to McDonald's, their shake machine, their ice cream machine is broken. Mm -hmm. Ha 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 ha. 
This is a universally known thing. What is going on at McDonald's corporate headquarters that they haven't put their fucking foot down and said, hey guys, your ice cream machines are not broken. (laughs) You're full of shit. Stop telling people ice cream machines are broken and serve the goddamn ice cream that we put on the menu. So from an employee perspective, I don't think I've ever worked at a place that had an ice cream machine. Are they cumbersome to clean? Uh, so, I, so you? Yeah, I assume they are. Stop anybody from ordering, so you don't have to. Yeah, I assume they are. Um, which is, you know, an unfortunate side effect of having a job. fucking job, right? Uh, right. Is that you have to, you know. Do things that you don't want to do in exchange for money. <laughs> yeah. I went to one um, not too incredibly long ago. It was like a, oh, it was open until midnight. And I went there at like 11.15. Mm-hmm. And I ordered a McFlurry. And they said, oh, we turned the ice cream machine off already. Yep. Okay, that's not my fucking problem. Turn it back on. Your store is open. Would you say, oh, we turned the burger machine off already? The grill? Right. Okay, I don't think anybody says burger machine. Well, whatever. <laughs> it's stupid. That's like that's like when you go over to the guy that's kind of annoying in your neighborhood's house for a grill, and he's like, hey, what's up? Uh, what do you want? I'm the burger machine today. And you're like, I'm staying for 30 minutes, and I'm going to get the fuck so out of here. here's the thing. Because every time I come over here, your ice cream machine is broken, Todd. So here's the thing. You, I'm... Uh, I'm not familiar with what your job entails entirely. Your your day job sure. outside of this podcast, right? But I imagine you uh, you work a lot in like Microsoft Excel. Is Correct. that right? Yes. So like when your boss asks you to do something at four o'clock, is your answer ever? I already quit Excel for the day. Yeah, I turned the Excel machine <laughs> off. Sorry, sorry, I turned the Excel sorry, machine off. Sorry, my computer is on, but the Excel machine is off. <laughs> yes. Like so, that's what this is equivalent of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous. And McDonald's, I'm coming for you. Unless you're hiring. Right. In which case, then I'm coming for you also yeah. for a job. And also, hey, when I order the Travis Scott shoes at your store, how about you give them to me? I don't care that I don't understand how se- shoe sales happen. That was the Travis Scott meal, if you'll Travis recall. Travis Scott we this. meal. I tried to sell my And it my was Travis a quarter Scott. pounder with bacon and a Sprite. Right. <laughs> Correct. Right. Right. right? <laughs> Sprite. <laughs> Sprite. Sorry, I misspoke. <laughs> Great. So, yeah, that was my unluck. I pressed my luck by going mm-hmm. to McDonald's and trying to get ice cream. You did. And I failed miserably. And guys, was let upset. us know at comeondownshow at gmail.com if you have ever experienced it. Maybe, does anybody have like underground knowledge of which, which yeah, McDonald's if, have if working? If you've worked at a McDonald's. Be straight with us. Tell us what the fucking deal is. Yeah. Is, what is the deal? We're not upset. We're, I mean, we are upset. Right. But we we just like to get an honest answer. Somebody, I hate, because you know you're being lied to when right. somebody says, well, Oh, the ice cream machine is we don't. No, it's not. We I don't know, have I know that. it's not. We mean you don't have that. I know you're full of shit. So, have you gotten a Shamrock Shake since, or are you boycotting McDonald's for no, the rest of your I, life? I thought, like, the first thought that was in my mind was, let me go to the next nearest McDonald's. And then I said, you know what? No, fuck you. <laughs> and then I went home and we were driving home and my wife was like, do you want to go to Andy's and get some frozen custard or something? I was like, no, I wanted a fucking shamrock shake. But inside I was like, I wish I wasn't so stubborn. Yeah, why didn't you just go for that? Because the stubborn thing. 
I don't understand how that is stubbornness. That's just you hurting yourself. Right. Uh huh. I do that a lot. I guess stubbornness can yeah. do that. Yeah. You okay. Know. Cutting off your nose to spite your face, etc. I don't understand what that phrase means, and I never will. I mean, I we just gave a pretty good example of it. I feel like. No, but what you cut your nose off to spite? So you're saying "fuck you face"? I'm cutting your nose off, but it's your face, so now your face looks fucked up. Right. Like a Saigon whore bit your nose off. Yes. G7, Rolling Stone Street Fight. I don't understand. So press your luck, which is something that you do anytime you go to a McDonald's and try to order an ice cream product. <laughs> premiered on CBS, Columbia Broadcast System, mm. in September of 1983, where it ran as a daytime game show for 761 episodes. Wow. Uh, through September 1986. So pretty crazy. Again, when you think back to these daily game shows, three years, 761 episodes. And this was actually um, not an original game show. It it was a retooling of a 1977 game show called Second Chance that only lasted a couple months. So kind yeah. of ironically, this was that game show's second Ooh. chance. So it wasn't Suck Your Luck? <laughs> it wasn't Suck Your Luck, no. <laughs> No, it was Second Chance okay. originally. Got it. Uh, in 1983, it was retooled into Press Your Luck. It was hosted by a guy named Peter Tamarkin, who uh, I thought was a pretty good host for this game show, mm-hmm. although he didn't do too much of additional note. I mean, he, he, was, uh, he was an advertising agency guy, and he ended up directing and appearing in several commercials. Until, at least according to Wikipedia, one day uh, an agent or something told him, hey, you should do game shows. Mm. You, should, you should host game shows. You should, you should try and host game shows. And he said, why? And he said, because you work four days a month and get paid six figures. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And so he said, okay. Yeah. So Peter Tamarkin ended up uh, doing a couple pilots. Nothing ever really got picked up or got going or things were canceled after you know, a few weeks, a few months, Shucks. until he lucked into mm. press your luck. Press your luck. He pressed his luck <clears throat> with a new career, yes. and it worked out in his favor. Yes. Here's so a... that guy went to a McDonald's and asked for a shamrock shake, and, and they was had offered it. two, one exactly. for free, basically. Exactly. Okay. He got a free shamrock shake. Until 2006, which Peter Tamarkin sounds like a great guy, he volunteered. He was a private pilot. He and his wife volunteered for this uh, company that helps transport needy people uh, to medical visits. No, this is not going well. And so he was in Santa Monica. He was going to San Diego to pick up a cancer patient to take them to treatment at the UCLA Medical Center. And there was a complete um, electrical failure on his plane. And Uh. he and his wife crashed into the Santa Monica Bay and passed away. So that's kind of like... Going to get a shamrock shake, and um, it's got a knife in it. <laughs> yeah, and you just and and you're so and it ex- goes right down the straw. And somehow. you're so excited to to get this shamrock shake that you go, you try and be goofy with your spouse, and you're like, ha, and you shove your face into the shake, and you kill yourself on the knife. That's kind of what the situation is. Like. I love just goofing around with my spouse like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much goofing. <laughs> Yeah, so a uh, oh, no. very tragic end to Peter Tamarkin's yeah. story, unfortunately. Um, 
But that's what like you I get said, for going out of your way to help people right? less fortunate. Oh, hey, you're you're a really great guy that helps transport cancer patients mm-hmm. across the state to mm-hmm. get the treatment that they need. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. That's what God said to him. That's just, that's exactly what he said. Yeah. And it's because God went to a McDonald's earlier in that day <laughs> and tried to get a shit. It was denied. So one. he cut off the electricity despite his face. <laughs> Yeah, so so quite sad. Uh, but he was a great host for the show, I thought. He was. Um, the way this show worked was there were two separate types of rounds. There was the trivia round, and then there was the big board. And in the trivia and round... the big board was three stories tall. No. It was pretty big, though. It was a pretty big board. Yes. So it was... In the trivia round, the goal is to earn spins for the big board. And there were three contestants. Mm-hmm. And the trivia round was pretty unique compared to other game shows in that there was an open-ended, non-multiple-choice question asked, mm-hmm. like, what is the average... The average height of a woman in America is five foot what? Three. Okay, so you buzzed in. I and did. you gave Quack. the answer three. I did. And now I say, as the host Peter Tamarkin, all right... You guessed five foot three. Is the answer five foot three, five foot four, or five foot five? Whoa. And the other two contestants now have to go with the answer that was given by the third contestant or one of the other two multiple choice options. And if you buzz in and as a free answer get it correct, mm-hmm. if five foot three were correct in this instance, which it's not, then uh. you would get three spins for that. Okay. If I, as another contestant, correctly said five foot four. Oh, so close. I don't even get a single spin for being that nope, close. Nope. I get a spin. One spin. So if you get the multiple choice, you get one spin. If you are the first person to buzz in and mm-hmm. you get it right as a free answer, you get three spins. Right. And so there are four questions in the round. And again, you're just earning spins throughout the round. So if you're, I mean, I guess if you're amazing at this guessing game. You can earn up to 12 spins. Wow. That's too many spins for this game. It's a lot of spins. So then what happens, you've got the big board behind the contestants at this point, and I know you love this part. I am so jazzed for this part. You've got a big rotating stage. Hell yes. The contestants and the hosts spin around to where the big board is now in front of them. Yeah. And you've got this. But but John. Yeah. But John. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But the camera uh-huh. angle is on the big board. I don't want to look at the back of a contestant's head. What happens now? What if I told you that the camera rotates as well? Okay. And that there is another camera the other way. So you get a... Hold pi- on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Two cameras? Right. So what happens is it's kind of like a picture-in-picture picture or a Brady Bunch credits sort of situation. Okay. Where... This big board that is uh, got 18 spaces around the edges on it. So it looks like a game board? Like a yeah. board game board? Yeah, it looks kind of like a board game board. It's okay. 18 spaces all around the edges. And then the middle is where they might overlay the contestants. No. So you're looking at two things that looks like it's one thing. Correct. Okay. So a composite, if you will. I don't know that word. Okay. Well, now you do. Okay. Kids at home. If you listened last week, <laughs> you'll know that we're teaching you new words left and right. Composite 
And then the second one is a compound word, and it is fuck McDonald's. <laughs> hey, that is one word. That's true. Yeah. Um, so there are 18 spaces around this board. And on this board, there are dollar amounts. There are potential prizes like mm. trips or a sailboat or like something that. along those lines. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, there are whammies. Okay. And that is something like a like a hammer that comes down and nope, wham. Nope, it's a weird little creature. And his name is Whammy. There are, the species is named Whammies. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so you want big money. Yeah. You don't want Whammies. Okay. Big money, no whammies. Describe what a whammy looks like. A whammy looks like a weird, uh, evil little beaver slash ferret combination, maybe? Okay. I don't know. Um, what, what's... Well, there we go. You, you describe that to people. So he's, uh, he's kind of, uh, like upside down triangle shaped a little bit. He's mm. bigger on top and skinnier on bottom. Sure. And his, and his feet are elf his, his shoes. Feet, he's got little elf shoe type of feet, but he's all okay. red. Right. It doesn't he's, look like he's wearing anything. It looks like this is his body. Right. And he's red and he's got a big mischievous grin and perfect teeth, wild hair. Okay, and then he is wearing a cape and also uh, uh, like an eye mask around his eyes. Yeah, I mean the the whammies can dress up in different ways. There's you know there are that's right. Okay, so there we are have some different a... looking whammies. Okay. Look at that. There's a whammy with a top hat you just found. So right. there are some whammies that do different things. And if you are to land on a whammy instead of a dollar amount or a prize yes. with one of your spins, you get to keep the whammy. No, okay. the whammy. In a little hand-drawn animation, which, again, this is a great little composite situation that they do. Okay. You've got, you know, the person at their podium with their score below them, their dollar earnings to this point. Which are zero because they just hit a whammy. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. The whammy comes through and takes, does a little explosion animation mm -hmm. or a nom, 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 eating up their money animation. And their okay. money wipes out to zero. And you now also get a little thing that pops up on your podium that's a little picture of a whammy. Because if you get four whammies throughout the course of the game, right. you're whammied out. Okay. And that number four correlates to something? or To four. Okay. So it's not three, though, right? Because it'd be three it's strikes. Not three. three. Nope. It's four. Yeah, right. There's three strikes, obviously, but there's four whammies. It's a completely <laughs> different thing. Okay. All right. It's kind of like a zonk, like we talked about in uh, Let's Make a Deal. Right. There were zonk prizes. Mm -hmm. These are whammies. They're bad. You don't want the whammies. Yes. And they've got all sorts of different animations of ways they can take your money away from you. Correct. And it's it's fun and mischievous and whatnot. Well, yeah. So, who, I mean, not fun if you're getting, you know, if you have $12,000 you're getting, away by a whammy. If you're getting whammied. If you're getting whammied, not that fun. So, if you are, if you have the fewest spins, you go first. And you can spin as many times as you want with your earned spins. So, if you... Got nine of them, for example. I did. Wow, great job in the Thanks. trivia round. If you've got nine of them, you can spin five times. You've gotten dollar amounts. You've worked up a nice bank, but you still got four spins. Holy shit! What if you hit a whammy? I don't want that. You don't want that because on the board, what's happening is the whammies and the dollar amounts are flashing and moving all over. Yeah. So, quick pause there. Yeah. Spins is not a great word, right? 
no, there's no it's real more of spinning. like a stop, but they call it spins. Sure, they call it spins in the game. So the whammies and the dollar amounts and the prizes are flashing and moving all about, and there's also a uh, ring of lights around each space that is flashing and moving around as well mm-hmm. while while all the all the switcheroo is going on. Switcheroo. And when you hit your button and yell stop. Which I don't understand why they every single person has to yell stop. Yeah, me because either. it's clearly associated with the button. Maybe it's not. <laughs> Maybe the button hey, is irrelevant. All and right, it's when they it's say it's a stop. voice activated, they use the clapper, uh, <laughs> and so when it stops, the obviously the flipping of the spaces stops happening. The moving around of the lighted area stops happening, and wherever it is, that's what you get. Yes, money, prizes, whammy. Some of them were money plus a spin. So, like I was saying. You've got nine spins. Maybe you've landed on two spaces with extra spins. You've spun five times, but now you've still got six spins remaining. I don't want this many. You don't want to hit these whammies. So what you can do is pass. And you pass to the person that is either in the lead or if you're in the lead, has the second most amount of money. Or if there's a tie, you choose which one you want to pass them to. Oh my gosh. And if you inherit past spins, you have to. To spin those you can't oh man pass them again or anything you have to do those spins yeah it's the opposite of puff puff pass it's right. more of a pass smoke the whole joint yes if you get passed you have to use those unless and until you hit a whammy with one of those past spins oh. then they be move over into the earned spin column whatever the remaining ones you have and oh. you can now then pass them if you would like to okay because you're like you know, fuck this guy. I want him to hit a whammy now. Right. Take these four spins that I have. Right. Exactly. So that this first round goes, and and I think in the first round there aren't many of the plus a spin ones. We keep things moving here in the first uh, big board round. Uh, once everybody's out of spins, once all the spins are gone, we move back into the stage. Rotates around again. Obviously, love it. We rotate around so the big board's behind everybody. And we move into the second trivia round, which is the same thing. Again, four questions in which you can earn three or one spin based on your answer to the questions. We rotate the stage back around. God. And now we go to where the real money's made. Okay. The second big board here. Okay. We start with the person with the least money this time. Instead of the least spins, now we start with the person with the least money. And now the dollar values go up to, in the 80s... Five thousand dollars oh can be up on the board as life the things you can earn there. Changing, life changing five thousand dollars. Yeah. So that's the maximum dollar value on the board at this point, and the gameplay works exactly the same. Except now, whenever we are completely out of spins, whoever has the most money is the winner. Or if people whammy out, meaning they've earned four whammies throughout the course of the game. Yeah. And don't uh, be confused with the term whammy out, which means you do too many uh, whippets. Is that a term? Right. And if oh, you wow. do too many whippets and you pass out, people go, oh, uh, yeah, Chuck can't come to the phone. He's whammy he, out. He's whammy out. Yeah. It happens. And the person, the, it it, can, it has happened that all three people whammied out. Really? The last person left had some spins and uh, they whammied out also. Hey, press your luck. Less whammy. You press your luck. So... In that case, they're all eliminated and there are three new contestants on the next show. Otherwise, <laughs> sucks. Otherwise, the winner returns for the next episode. The rules stipulated that you can 
return up to five times, or originally, once you've earned $25,000, and then later, $50,000, they upped that Ooh. career earnings to. Not as life-changing Whichever, as five. Right, obviously. Yeah. Whichever comes first, five days as a champion, or uh, 25000 and then later 50000 Okay. However, let's say you're at 20000 and you play again for your fourth day or something, and you win $12,000 this time. 25000 is the max, but you're allowed to keep that full 32,000 because you eclipsed it. They're not taking anything back Dang. from you. It's just once you hit that $25,000, you're not allowed back, which is important. Why is that? Because of a guy named Michael Larson. Okay. You know about Michael Larson? Seems unassuming to me. No. You don't know anything about Michael he Larson. He just sounds like a normal guy. I feel like you're doing a, uh, a setup bit here. No, I really don't know Michael Larson. Michael Larson... You might know him as a guy from Ohio who... Uh, I, to- I just told you I don't know him. Who was... You might know him as a guy who was a former ice cream truck driver, unemployed at the moment. Did he have shamrock shakes? If, if he did, he would tell you he didn't. What if an ice cream truck just always told you they didn't have ice cream? <laughs> but he still keeps the song on and keeps driving around. <laughs> God, fuck that guy. Um... So Michael Larson came on the show in 1984 in May. He took his life savings. Oh my god! Because again, he was an ice cream truck driver, and it wasn't the summer yet, so he didn't have a job. Okay, and you're sure this guy wasn't a <clears throat> Unabomber? He might have been. Okay, there's no proof that he wasn't. Michael Larson flew out to Los Angeles to audition for Press Your Luck. The casting director said, "I don't know. Something seems kind of weird about this guy." I don't, I don't know if we should put him on the show. The, uh, one of the head producers kind of overstepped and said, you know, I think this kind of down on his luck guy story might be, might sound good on the show. So, so let's get him on there. What they didn't know at this time was that Michael Larson was a whammy. (laughs) He was in disguise. (laughs) Had, uh, having not had a job for a, a little while, you know. Since like the last summer when ice cream trucks could drive around in Ohio. Yeah. He had been videotaping every episode of Press Your Luck on his VCR. And had been using the play and pause function to realize that there was a pattern to the way the, what they called the randomizer, the lights, moved around the board. Okay. And he realized that there were a few spaces on the board that never ever had whammies on them and that in the second round always had there were two spaces that always had a dollar amount plus a spin on them okay and so using his vcr and playing and pausing and watching hundreds of episodes of this show he memorized the pattern of the quote-unquote randomizer yes and when it would be on those two spots that had dollar amounts plus spins. Okay. Okay. So, Michael so Larson got I on the show. Now I don't know him as just some guy from Ohio. Right. Okay. So, Michael Larson got on the show. And in the first round, he uh, only earned three spins. Didn't do great. Just had three spins. And on his first spin, he hit a whammy. He fucked up. 
On purpose? No. <laughs> he just screwed up. Okay. Then on his second and third spins, he hit, I think, $1,500 on both of them. So he had $3,000. But he was in last place at this point, yeah. going, going into round two. Round two, he earned, I think, eight spins. So he did significantly better yeah. in round two. And then after hitting that whammy on his first spin and then getting the two spins, he went 44 spins <laughs> without hitting another whammy. And out of those 44 spins, mm-hmm. uh, 20 of the times he landed on the highest dollar value plus a spin. <laughs> and then another 15 of the times he landed on the other one that uh, had a dollar value plus a spin guaranteed every time. So 35 of those 44 spins, he landed on one of those two spaces that always had a dollar value plus oh a spin. gosh. He, there were a few times that he missed, basically. Uh, but they weren't but, whammies? But they weren't whammies. They okay. were all... They were prizes, usually. Okay. And so he kept going until he eclipsed $100,000. So he got to $102,851 in cash and prizes. Mm-hmm. And he still had three uh, or four spins remaining. And so at that point, he said... I'm going to pass the spins. And, yeah. you know, he kept pressing his luck going on and not passing his spins. And uh, Peter Tamarkin was going crazy. Like, what are you doing? Oh, oh my, my God. He's going to press his luck again. Oh. So he kept pressing his luck, uh, or as Peter Tamarkin and everybody else thought he was pressing his luck. Right. Uh, not as much luck involved as... They would have thought at the time, mm-hmm. uh, but he passed those final four spins that he had. He, like I said, he was in last place, so he was the first person to go in the second round. So the other two people oh. were just sitting there with their like four thousand dollars, while this dude is racking up a hundred two thousand eight hundred and fifty one dollars. <laughs> this must have taken a while too. So I'll get to that. Okay. So he gets to one hundred two thousand eight hundred fifty one dollars. However. At the point that he got to $36,851, that's how long a normal episode of this show would oh be. Oh my gosh. A third of his money? Yeah. So when they, at the time, they filmed it like they would film any other episode, which is just continuously going. This this one round existed between commercial breaks. Yeah. And so they never stopped. They just kept going and going and going and going. Until when, you know, it was supposed to air the next month or whatever. They, when they edited it together, they had to put Peter Tamarkin in front of a green screen with, like, the contestants back behind him. (laughs) Coming out and being like, well, this has never happened before, but he's still going and our episode is over for today. (laughs) So, and it was a Friday that it was airing on. So, it was, rejoin us on Monday to see the rest of this game of Press Your Luck. So they came back on Monday, picking up at the 36th, I guess, again, with a green screen introduction from Peter Tamarkin uh, setting up what was going on. And they picked it up from there. He passed his four remaining spins once he finally eclipsed that $100,000 mark. Uh, And then the two other people both had to go now. Uh, And it was funny. He passed, and the guy who was in second place after the first round now, it was his turn to go. 
and he whammied on oh. his first spin. Uh, so there was like, oh, he knew the next one up was going to be a whammy yeah. or something. There was that sort of discussion going on. Um, he whammied out the uh, the woman who was in first place after the first round. She and and she, who had acquired his spins then via his four past spins. Yeah, she whammied, so those spins became earned spins for her. Oh no! And she uh, got some money back up, and then with three spins left, she passed them back oh, to Michael no. Larson. Please don't whammy. Please. And Michael Larson got through those three spins without whammying. Okay. Hit all of the ones that he wanted to, <laughs> but again had earned additional spins because the ones that he was aiming for were the plus one spin yeah. ones. Passed them back to her, and she went through them without hitting whammies or anything. Oof. And the game ended with Michael Larson at one hundred ten thousand two hundred and thirty-seven dollars in cash and prizes. I think a hundred four thousand dollars in cash and six thousand oh. change in prizes. So he destroyed the game. I mean, there was investigations held within CBS to figure out what the hell is going on. And they did not pay him. Uh, they were what? like, "What? This is there's obviously some sort of cheating going on here." And th- like reviewing the tape. And it's interesting when you, if you watch these episodes, uh, which I obviously did, it, he like he'll go stop, yeah, like like it, uh-huh. before anybody could process what he actually landed on, and yeah, whether it was a whammy or whether it was a prize, there was like no split second hesitation, like you would see from every other contestant in the history of the show. He would celebrate right away, and then there was one time where he landed on. Uh, a one of the prizes like a sailboat or something like that where they noticed his face was kind of like who fuck what and then celebrate like because he knew that he landed on the wrong space and then was able to process okay i still won a prize yeah. that's good and so you know this as part of their investigation was stuff that they uh were worried about and didn't like uh but eventually they decided you know after interviewing him and figuring out how it worked they decided that there was nothing legally in their rules that said you weren't allowed to figure out and memorize the patterns and play based on that. So they had to pay him out the money. Yes. So they paid him out the money and then they changed. So I guess there were five possible randomizer light patterns at that point. Um, They changed the light patterns every month for a while after that. And then bumped it up to 32 possible patterns so it was like impossible to follow right and that's what they've used in in the show forever since so this could never happen because that's so hard yeah you can't do that yeah so so it's like when casinos use 70 like seven decks of cards right in the 21 yeah exactly (laughs) so the odds are you you get better odds the more decks are in there yeah because you can't count the cards unbelievable yeah so he was the biggest daytime game show single day winner uh ever obviously he was the only champion to only appear in one episode because (laughs) he massively eclipsed the (laughs) the twenty five thousand dollar limit at the time i think they had said that nobody had ever won more than thirty two thousand dollars at that point in time uh and he won one hundred ten thousand. so 
he destroyed that game show basically and they they like i said they changed the way that the randomizer worked and when they then after they finished their run of uh you know 761 episodes in 1986 when they were selling the reruns into syndication they banned the syndicated networks from airing the Michael Larson what? because they were embarrassed about it. You know who really feels bad and should feel bad is the producer that stepped in and was like, you know what? Let's take a chance on this guy. <laughs> exactly. I like his story. Exactly. He's like, no, I'm going to overrule you, casting director. Let's go with him. Yeah. So, and you yeah. know that casting director got fired. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. for sure, the casting yeah, director. The, the producer obviously later regretted making that overruled decision. Uh-huh. Um, but that, that $110,000 single day game show winnings for a daytime game show stood until 2006. So, for 22 years, that was the wow. record until somebody on The Price is Right won like $120,000. But if you consider inflation, it was still yeah. not as much as what he won in 1984 dollars. So how did the person on prices? Uh, what'd you say? The Wheel prices of Fortune. Right. Prices right. Yeah. How'd that person cheat? <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that when we get to the prices right. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't think that person cheated. Um, so yeah, Michael Larson. He he won a shit ton of money from this. He did not have to drive an ice cream truck the the next year. What was the limit of money um, that you could win at that time? Uh, single day was it 25 at that point so 25 was your career max that you could win on that show oh career according to cbs rules at the time was you five days or twenty five thousand dollars okay maximum i was thinking it's 25 a day no in which i would have been like dude just win 24 each day no it was 25 lifetime so so yeah he he crushed it obviously Mm mm-hmm um, the game show, like we said, it went off air in 1986. It had no other Michael Larson type of situations in it. That would eventually become a documentary that the Game Show Network aired Yeah. about uh, Press Your Luck. And so that was the first time, as part of that two-hour documentary that the Game Show Network aired, which was by far their highest-rated program of all time in 2004, uh, Peter Tamarkin narrated the documentary. Nice. And that was the first time that they'd ever aired portions of his episode again since oh. 1984 when wow. it originally aired. What was the name of the documentary? Um, I can't remember. It was The Press Your Luck something. There have been a couple documentaries. that Game, Game Show Network did one in 2004, and then they did one in like 2018 or 2019 <laughs> okay. as well. You know, just for content. Big Bucks, Big The bucks. Press Your Luck Scandal. Yeah. So the this was interesting to me in that this was a game show that was obviously quite popular. It's kind of the no whammies thing is part of our culture. So you'd think, considering all the other game shows that we've talked about that have, oh, they had a one-season revival in this year. They had a one-season, they had a two-season syndicated revival here. It never really got that treatment. It had in 2002, I believe, a game show network did a revival that was called Whammy, the all-new Press Your Luck. Okay. It was a little bit different in that it started with a spinning round. Like, everybody started with a few spins. Okay. And that was the very first thing that happened. Like, there was no trivia at the beginning? Right. And then it went to trivia afterwards and then back to the big board. Hmm. 
Okay. So there was only three little segments and only one yeah. trivia sandwich between the two whammy segments. But it added the double whammy, which was a whammy that took away all your money. And then also like a bucket of water would get dumped on your head or something like that. The, no way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this whammy is the biggest <laughs> dick. Like what happened to this whammy where he's like, I just want to... I just want to fuck people. We needed to add some physical comedy in addition to taking away all your cash and prizes. <laughs> oh, because man. it wasn't enough otherwise. The um, And then more recently, in that, that aired for 130 episodes. But in 2019... <laughs> what is What do you think the definition of double whammy is? Uh, two whammies back to back. A twofold blow or setback. Oh, that's on like dictionary.com. <laughs> yeah. So in 2019, ABC, who we've talked about doing these big hour-long revivals of half-hour game shows before. Mm -hmm. For 80-year-olds. Did it again with Press Your Luck, hosted by Elizabeth Banks, who I think does a pretty good job hosting it. But it's, like I said, an hour long. And so the, the main gameplay is basically exactly the same. Yeah. What I think they've done is added... Some more unnecessary bullshit. Not really. It's the additional stuff is all gameplay. Like I think. So they, you think the additional bonus round where they bring in family members is not excess bullshit? A little bit, but I don't hate it. Oh my god, I hated it so much. So I think they've added more plus ones, plus a spin. Oh, spins to okay. the board, so that the 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 three people competing takes a little bit longer. It still has the same setup of. Trivia, big board, trivia, big board, and then the winner at the end, or the leader at the end of that point, is the winner. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the dollar amounts are significantly higher. Uh, one of the episodes I watched, like the guy won eighty three thousand uh, dollars before the bonus round. Yeah. So, the addition that you mentioned is the bonus round, and the way that works is the winner. So whatever they've won to this point. The bonus round is if like you went to a steak restaurant and ordered a T-bone steak and ordered extra T-bone. Okay. You said, I want two T-bones in my T-bone steak. Okay. So they bank everything that they've won so far. They can't possibly lose that once they get to the bonus round. I like that. They've won that. It's good. It's safe. Now in the bonus round, there are up to five rounds of bonus round and where you are just doing the big board portion of the game. But now, and in, in each round, so like you mentioned, they bring out your family members to sit on a couch. Mm -hmm. And they can do for like... For some reason. Because they can do like the, go for the next round sort of thing, like in yeah. uh, Deal or No Deal or something like that. It, they bring it out so they can stretch this out into an hour-long show is what they do. Probably, yes. So when you, when you see Wheel of Fortune and they go and they get to do the bonus round where they choose the, the letter and, and they have to... Why, where are the parents in that? Why am I not seeing this person's parents? Uh, to be fair, a lot of times in the, they'll be like, oh, and you've got your wife here in the audience? And they're like, yeah, my amazing wife of five years, Diane, is here. Uh -huh. And then, and then, then they show that's them it. the audience. In the and way. then that's it. Okay. I'm There's sorry. no interview of the wife being like, yeah, you know, is your husband a good husband? And then she has to answer that. Do you have some problems going on with your family? Are you? No, I just think okay. it is such, it's like the beginning of Flora's Lava when we get to hear for eight minutes a fun anecdote of this kid and her mom. Okay. So I don't give a fuck about your family. I'm Keep glad. your family <laughs> with yourself. I don't want to hear your family drama or your fun anecdotes. 
So aside from the family, the way the game works, I'm like the point. opposite of Fast and Furious. Fuck family. That would be my wow. That would be my catchphrase. In would you say family is a catchphrase in Fast and Furious? I say it, uh, it is. Yes, and I would say stay tuned for more information about our upcoming Fast and the Furious right podcast, in which I will do a 180 on how I feel about family. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so the way that this works logistically mm-hmm. is the winner now has five potential rounds of the big board that they can do. And each round, they add a prize up there that is meaningful in some way to this person. Which I love. Like, if your fiancé is there, you know, as the guest on the couch to the side or whatever, they might throw an engagement ring up there. Yeah. Or something like that. Or like a second (laughs) fiancé. Which... Big bucks. Big bucks, dude. <laughs> so the way that this works is, like I said, there are five potential rounds. In the first round, you have five spins, and you have to you in each of these rounds, you have to use all of your spins. So risky. And there are big cash prizes up there. So in the first round, there's $10,000 is the big prize up there. In the second round, which you now only need to do four spins, there's, you know... $20,000. Okay, now we're talking. Or, th- or $25,000. In the third round, which you not only have to do three spins, there's $50,000 up there. Pass. Okay. In the fourth round, where you still have to do three spins, there's mm-hmm. $75,000 up there. Okay. And in the fifth and final round, which they call like the big bucks round or whatever, uh-huh. there's 100000 up there. Oh, my God. You've got to do three spins. So the last three rounds are three spins. It's five, four, oh. three, three, three. And each time, like, so if you don't get the engagement ring and then you go on to the next round, the engagement ring is still up there, but they add another personalized gift for you, like a Tesla or something. Okay. And so if you haven't gotten the engagement ring, you can still get that. And you react way more excited for the Tesla than if you were to land on the engagement (laughs) ring. ring. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Well, when I saw there was his and hers Teslas on there. Dang. So... And the other key here is there, there's, there's still the whammy rule where if you get four whammies in this round, you're whammied out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously, if, you, if on your fifth spin of the first round you hit a whammy, you're zeroed back out, you're going to go on to the next round. Because sure. you've got zero dollars. Yeah, we you have nothing to, to lose. Why wouldn't you go on to the second round? So the catch here, though, is if at any point you get your bank up to $500,000... And remember, this is cash and prizes. So, like, the his and hers Teslas was worth one hundred and seventy something yeah. thousand dollars. So, if you at any point you get up to five hundred thousand dollars, the game is over and you win a million dollars. What? If you get to five hundred thousand, uh-huh. you win a million. So the chances of you getting to five hundred thousand are so fucking low. If they're like. Hey, if you can even get there, which you can't, we'll give you a million, which we won't have to because you won't get there. Yeah, so it's difficult. and But like I said, after any round, you can stop. You can say, hey, I won an additional $50,000 in this round. I already got that $80,000 banked from earlier. I'm good to go home. Yeah. But your mom is over there and she's telling you, go for it. Go for it. Uh-huh. Um, so you might go for it. You might be pressured because your go mom for it. is a degenerate gambler. I watched a guy go all five rounds. Uh huh. He whammied in the fourth round, I think. Oof. 
And also, the other thing about this is there are a lot of plus spins on there, and you're required to do all of these plus spins. That sucks. But I watched a guy. He whammied in the fourth round, went into the fifth round, and that was his first whammy. He had accumulated like a hundred and something thousand dollars at this point. Whammied. So he went into the fifth round with zero dollars. He landed on like the seventy-five thousand plus a spin, of course. He landed on a hundred thousand plus a spin. Dang. He he was at three hundred and ten thousand dollars with one spin left. You you pass. You're out. You can't pass. You got to go to the end of the round. You have to spin. Th- yep. Three hundred and ten thousand dollars with one spin left. He spun. He landed on the his and hers Tesla. Okay. And Elizabeth Banks was kind of freaking out at this point. She was they had to censor her because she was like talking to the producer in her earpiece, swearing. <laughs> she was like, Holy fuck, did he get five hundred holy shit, shit, is this a million dollars? The his and hers Teslas were worth hundred and seventy three thousand dollars, so he finished with four hundred and eighty three or something. Oh, no. But the biggest winner in the history of the show, obviously. That's crazy. And very, very close to winning the million dollars. Wow. So, and maybe it's just because I got to experience that bonus round mm-hmm. that I have a much more favorable opinion of it. Yeah, that's than the you best. Do. That's like watching the first episode <laughs> of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It's the guy that wins a million dollars. The guy who calls his dad and is like, "I'm gonna be a millionaire, bitch." Right. And you're like, "This is the best show ever. Everybody wins a million dollars." <laughs> amazing. And then, they, and then they're dicks about it. Yeah, that guy was a dick about it. I liked it, but... Hey, Dad, remember when you beat me? <laughs> to, guess what? To remember knowledge about presidents? Now I... <laughs> it worked. Man, so yeah, you were definitely watched a, a episode that hardcore biased your opinion. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so there's been a couple seasons of that. There's going to be a third season. I'm sure there... No, there was a season last year, but there there will be a third season, I assume, this summer. Because that's usually when they pop these things on there mm-hmm. um i think that yeah there's there's only been 17 episodes i think there was like an eight episode season and a nine episode season or something so far like we said they they kind of pad out these hour-long editions of these shows yeah you can watch the elizabeth banks version on hulu you can you can watch the original version on amazon prime under their buzzer section so there's a there's a lot of access to this show out there for most people so you can watch a lot of Press Your Luck out there. What What are your thoughts on Press Your Luck? I'm just going to go through my likes and dislikes. Okay. One after the other, boom, 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 bullet okay. point Why? style. Okay. Yeah, likes, wow. fast pace, super high energy. Yep. Rotating set, fuck yeah. I knew you loved that. Whammy dance is hilarious. Yeah. The pass transfers the rest of your spins to the other players. You liked that. Liked it. Yeah. Love that the prizes in bonus round are tailored to the contestant. Mm-hmm. Dislikes. One whammy takes away everything? That's too harsh. <laughs> okay. That's way too harsh. Just memorize the board. Okay, I'll just do that <laughs> real quick. Uh, home player spin kills the momentum in the in this Oh, in the original version. Yes. They're like they're ready, they're it's ramped up, they're fast paced, and then like this sound that's like eh, 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 eh. and you know, Peter Merkin is like <laughs> Peter Tamarkin. Yeah, Peter Tamarkin. Rest in peace. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The man who died trying to save cancer oh, patients. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Um, Peter Tamarkin is... 
He's like, oh, you get to spin for the person on the card, and it was some sort of person. This, this that was, was a thing that game shows did a lot back in the day. It was like if you send in a postcard with your name on it, yeah. you could be part of the home spin, and then the seventh spin of the game uh-huh. is the home spin, and whatever the person lands on, you also win that prize at home. Even if that person lands on a whammy, you win five hundred dollars. What the fuck, somebody. This whammy is inconsistent. They should come and repossess your home and your car <laughs> if the person lands and, on a whammy on the And you home have spin. to watch the whammy, a guy in a whammy suit dance in front of your house the whole time. <laughs> and he it. puts TNT around it and does a little plunger <laughs> thing. Physically blows your house up. Oh my god. Um, okay, do you want There's a make it better for you right there. Do you want to ramp it right into make it betters? I, I, I mean, we just started segue. that. We had a great make it better right there. Uh, first one is... If you land on a whammy for a home spin, <laughs> whammy comes and yeah. destroys your house physically uh-huh. and maybe kills your family or something. Wow. Okay, that got dark. Um, I think the new home player spin, the entire show should stop. And they wait for the home player to travel to the studio okay. to do the spin. And with, with Peter Tamarkin in front of a green screen of the <laughs> of the person, like a, of their plane route going. <laughs> like you have on the, on the screen on the plane. Yep. Uh-huh. I like it. Um, let someone who's over the age of five draw the whammy animations. <laughs> you didn't like the whammy animation? No. But you loved like, the whammy dances. It was like said. if a Make-A-Wish kid was like, I want to draw for a game show. And you can't say no, even though you see this kid's drawing, you're like, oh, God. Peter Tamarkin flew them there. He flew them yeah. there, and they did the drawing. Uh, the whammy animations should be like cutscenes in video games, and they should be 15 minutes long. Wow. When the whammy comes and does his little So you, it sounds like you've, you've got a very conflicted relationship with the whammy animations. No, I don't. Here's the thing. Go hard. You love the whammy animations. You just want them to be as good as they possibly can. I want them to be so bad that they're fun. Because they're bad right now to right. me. Um, and I think they should cut the guest section in the bonus round because it kills the momentum when you you when, just want to start another game over at that point. Quick, quick, hey, let's yeah, it kills the mo- everything in the second in the Elizabeth Banks version to me. It was just drawn out to hit an hour, right? And I want these, I want to see these people screaming big bucks, no whammies as many times as possible. And if you're if your guests on the show aren't screaming that, whoa. Cut them the fuck Whoa. out. There was an episode, of, uh, one of the most recent episodes of the Elizabeth Banks version, where they brought back champions from the original 80s press Okay, luck. a little more interesting. Right? You like that? Well, how about this? On Whammy, the all-new Press Your Luck, yeah. in 2003 or 4, mm-hmm. here's something that they did, was they brought back the other people that were on the Michael Larson episode. Oh, to compete against Michael Larson. He had died of throat cancer in 1999. Okay, first of all, all these people need to stop dying. <laughs> it's really a downer. I mean, can somebody look into why so many people are dying? <laughs> well, yeah, why? What was the deal with the throat cancer? Let's cure that. <laughs> oh, he, he, by the way, I, he like lost all of his money from the show on Get Rich Quick Schemes. Oh, no. Uh, like one of them, he... Um, there was a radio contest that was they gave a random number and if you could if you had a dollar bill with that part of the serial number included that exact order of random yeah. number you won $30,000. So he went to the bank and took out 
all of his press your luck winnings in $1 bills so that he could go through them and see if any of them matched. And none of them did. Uh, and then he put half of it back in the bank. And then uh, his house got robbed while he was at a Christmas party. And he got like $40,000 in cash stolen out of his house. That had to be an inside job from one of the bank members. I think it was an inside job from the Press Your Luck producers. They were like, get <laughs> some of it get, back. Get some of it back. Wait, so they created the fake the, the radio? Fake, the fake because they knew he was in, into all these Get Rich Quick schemes oh memorizing uh, TV shows and things like that. So, so yeah, they his brother, Gary Larson... Who is also created the far side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unrelated to that guy, oh, okay. I think. He um, competed against the other two contestants from that 1984 episode of Press Your okay. Luck. Gary Larson won. Really? Yeah. $150 million? Like $6,000 or something. Oh, okay. It was not, it was not uh, yeah. a significant amount. But, yeah, I like this show. Into, oh, all past winners... Um, in addition to Michael Larson as a notable contestant, uh, my former boss, Bill, he was a contestant on Press Your Luck in the 80s. Wow. You can watch that episode on YouTube. Really? I think he put it up there. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I couldn't figure out if he, he was on any of the episodes that are on Amazon Prime. Uh, but also, Ralph Strangis, longtime play-by-play announcer of the Dallas Stars, okay, was a, was a two-day champion on Press Your Luck. Also... Because that sounds like somebody who's having a stroke. Appeared in a recent play with our friend Brent. Oh, that's who that was? <laughs> yeah. Ralph Strangis. Ralph Strangis. Most famous for his two-day stint on Press Your Luck. Okay. So yeah, Press Your Luck. I think it's a really good show. Okay. I really like it. It was enjoyable, for sure. I think, despite the fact that... Oh, the vast majority of the interesting parts of the show is luck based. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not anything that you could, as a player at home, be like, oh, what an idiot. He pressed the button when it was a whammy. Yeah. You know, uh, it's not like Jeopardy or something where you're like, I knew that. I knew not to press it when it was a whammy. Uh huh. But I do like the way that they structured the trivia section where there's the open-ended and then the addition of mm-hmm. the multiple choice. Yeah. That uh, that was something that originated in the second chance show that it was a derivative of. Derivative, another word for you kids out there. Yeah. Um, I There's some ex- excitement about the no whammies portion of the game. Sure. It, it's so exciting. Those little dancing whammies that come in and steal your money. There's just... Something about those little guys. It's great. I'm going to give this show a 4.5 buzzers. Wow. And I'm going to give it a four whammies. Four whammies? <laughs> well, you're whammied out. You're out now. Get out of here. What? You just whammied out. You have whippets? <laughs> yes. I would love to do some whippets right now. And that's what we're doing the rest of the night. Okay. Uh, yeah, I give it four whammies. I did agree. I think it was enjoyable. I like that it was unique in the fact that there were two ways... To complete the answers, you could do it just right off the bat, or you could right. wait and agree with the person, or choose one of the other right. ones. And I like how we're it was we're still in the we were still in the era of rewarding people for being smart and not lucky or loud or doing pranks on YouTube. Right. 
Which, by the way, check out our new YouTube prank series. Yeah. You got fucked, idiot. Uh, we're trying to push it to PBS. They have told us multiple times we have to change the title. Yeah, we want it to be on after Arthur. I think that's the perfect spot in their programming block for it. Right. Which was an aardvark. And we do actually use an aardvark in one of our pranks. That is true. We uh, kill or it. at least part of an aardvark. We just kill it in, par- in front of a group of people. <laughs> Children. <laughs> so yeah, I'd also just like to point out that in our last two episodes, yeah. when we've gotten to the grading stage, out of two buzzers... You have given one of them nine Supreme Court justices <laughs> and one of them four whammies <laughs> out of five buzzers, I guess. Okay. Is what yeah. it's supposed to be out of, yeah. Right, okay. So, yeah. So, Just wanted to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll go back to this, the rating system <laughs> <Okay. laughs> next episode. So, yeah, that is Press Your Luck. I like it. Uh-huh. You like it. I like it's it. It's a good show. It's crazy that there's only been those two revivals of it. I know. Because it's quite enjoyable i would recommend watching the older version check it out amazon prime press your luck there are i don't think there's all 700 and whatever 61 episodes but there's a good number it'll keep you entertained for a little bit mm-hmm. check it out check us out on instagram at come on down show or email us why would you email us i tell you to email us every episode there's no reason to. send us your pictures of you getting whammied out <laughs> if you if you've done too many whippets, email us at come on down show at gmail.com. And until Dude, we got another email that was just a whole bunch of gargled letters on a <laughs> in the email body. I don't understand. Until next time, keep it whammy.